Today I'm joined by Mike Artis and Drew Silver over at LBK Capital. They're going to share with us how they have built wealth and real estate through multifamily and residential investments. for that and thank you for the opportunity. I asked you that back then, uh, how did you find me? And you had found me through social media. Um, So yeah, I say that I'm not a listing agent. I'm a marketing agent, then I'm a negotiating agent, and then I get to be a closing agent. Like it's a three hat process, listing agent, anybody can put a sign in the yard. So, but interestingly enough, we were supposed to hit the market with your house and COVID came. And so we held it off the market for probably about 30, 45 days. But you guys, I mean, I pushed it out and started hosting open houses. I think we were some of the first ones to host open houses. So y'all graciously and bravely allowed me to do that. We weren't worried at all. (laughs) (laughs) No COVID happening. So anyways, got to know you guys through being your realtor. And oftentimes that does formulate a friendship. And now I get to help you on the investment side of the business. That's what we're here to talk about today because I really want viewers to understand how to invest. You know, where, where do they start? Um, there's a, whether it's wholesaling or buying multifamily, buying storage units, buying flippers, you know, buy, fix and flip, um, buying it, buy, holding it for short-term rentals. Like there's so much opportunity in our marketplace for investments and you guys are doing it really good over at LBK Capital. How'd you get your start? Well, I'm in, you know, my background's construction. So we were actually, um, do, we were the contractors for investors for about three years. And we kind of kept saying, well, we should just do this ourselves. <laughs> so, um, but you have to figure out how to source the deals, how to get the capital, raise the capital. Cause mm-hmm. you know, you can only do so many deals with your own capital. You've got to figure out that piece. And that's a very important piece, obviously. Um, but once we figured that out, um, we just, we already had the construction experience, so it's just, just move forward and, and do it. But we also partnered with some people that had been flipping and they were able to source the deals and they were able to um, find the capital. And so when we partnered with them, they kind of held our hand through that process for about a year and a half, two years. Um, they ended up moving to Wilmington. Um, their business took them there. And so we decided to keep going as hard as we could, just pick up the pace a little bit more. And um, so far it's been great. Um, we kind of ended last year on a roll, and I think we're, we're off to a great start from the single family and from a multifamily standpoint starting 2023. Yeah, good. Well, I can't wait to see. And I'm, I'm, I'm proudly a part of some of these investments on the fix and flip. So I look for opportunities um, that have some character and personality. And then you guys determine if it's a, if it's a numbers game, you know, from there and figure out if the numbers work. Drew, do you want to talk about how, how do you calculate, how do you know when it's a good investment to, to dive into? Yeah, sure. Uh, I know Mike can hit on the single family fix and flip side a little bit better, but you, you definitely have to kind of work backwards with the numbers, make sure your exit strategy is in place, that your numbers work in case you go over budget, go over timelines, all that. Yeah. On the multifamily side, you, you, of course, and probably the single family side too, want to buy where people want to be. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that base is there, you know, that you yeah. always have a need for what you're trying to purchase. Um, and then, uh, I mean, we really, through relationships like yours and, and in the community, we try to leverage those to be able to make a profit and, and sell them and, you know, get out when we can. So. Mm-hmm. And you're from, you're not from this area originally, right? I think you're from Miami? 
I wish. I, I'm from West Ashley. Oh, you are from West Ashley. Yeah. All right, all right, so all right. Right behind Palmetto Four. Did, and you went to the Citadel. You're a Citadel grad. Citadel grad, 2001. What is your tie to? Don't you have a tie to Florida? I do. Okay, what is that? So I sold real estate down there in 05, 06, well, 06, 07. All right. Miami Beach with a Citadel buddy that. that uh, that's what it was. Okay. All together. And all right. He's a broker down there. Okay. And that's the tie to the real estate. All right. And, before this even came about, we just always found ourselves looking at Zillow or looking at real estate or seeing mm-hmm. a vacant house and being, you know, just saying to ourselves, there has to be a way to make money with that house sitting there vacant. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of brewing in the subconscious all these years yeah. sparked when we finally took the leap of faith. And Mike and I talk about this a lot, and you mentioned it in the beginning about how we met, but really the network is your net worth. So if it wasn't for certain people in this area um, that started, uh, you know, a, a Facebook group for the multifamily side that we decided to take a jump and kind of, you know, f- basically head first into, mm-hmm. um, I don't think we'd be here today, you know, because we wouldn't have met the partners on certain Florida properties. And it just all kind of came together based on really networking. So yeah. yeah. Well, you got you. Uh, you just closed on a on a, a multifamily unit down in Florida. Is that right? We did. So, so you're still investing not just in South Carolina, but you're you're you've got investments going on other places. That's right. Yeah, and we just had a pre-planning um, uh, WebEx this morning with the county down in Manatee okay. County. Uh, it's a small complex now, but we really bought it for what it's going to be. So it's a seven unit now, but behind it. Um, you know, eventually we'll we'll demo the seven units, and we're going to build a uh, ninety-six unit apartment complex. Oh wow, big project! Yeah, big project, affordable housing. So a certain percentage of that will be affordable because it's desperately needed down there. You know, for sure. But I'm sure across the nation, affordable housing is a big need. Gosh, it is here in Charleston. I mean, we'll talk about the market here for a second. I mean, that's um, we don't have a lot of, of multifamily here. So let's let's team up and work on <laughs> fixing that. I'll be looking for the opportunities, but we do need it. We do need it here. I'm sure Florida does too and across the state. As pricing continues to elevate, which we have all seen in the last couple of years, then there's going to be that housing need is prevalent. The generation, you know, those in their 20s and even early 30s, they have a hard time finding affordable housing to purchase or even to rent. Yeah, so um, so let's speak for a moment about people that want to jump into the investment side. And it takes a leap of faith, right? There's a lot of people that say, I wish I could, or they see the Zillow opportunities or such. You know, they're playing on these external sites. And they see the potential, but they're yet leery of jumping into it. Or they're like, well, I don't have as much capital as what it's going to take to do it. Right. Um, that's one of the reasons y'all, y'all formed LBK Capital, I think. And, and there are other, you know, there's companies like that that are formulated to give investors or those that are wanting to step into that investment realm, a group, you know, to go in in with other investors. Speak on that for a minute, how that would look like if you had an investment team, a pool of people with the capital to be able to purchase. Yeah. I mean, I'll just say, just lay out one of our deals is probably the best way to explain that. Yeah, um, if you want to hit on the single family, and I can do the multi-family. Yeah, from a single family standpoint, um, you know, there's hard money, there's private money. You can use a bank, which you know that's that's a difficult one. Yeah. So um, we're able to use um, certain companies here in Charleston that um, you pay for their money, um, but they allow you to get in, and it all comes back to can you can you buy that deal cheap enough 
to make the numbers work. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you get started? Um, carefully. <laughs> and uh, you, you reach out to people. There's um, real estate events here locally in Charleston that I think is a great place to start. Um, and then, you know, the networking on uh, social media is a great place to start. But you have to be careful because there's not always the best. There's, there's people out there that will take advantage of you. So um, just get to know people. Um, you can be, you know, I think most people are a good judge of character. So if you get mm -hmm. to know people, you know if that's a person you can um, trust and maybe put money with. Yeah, so. yeah. What do you think would be kind of a baseline number? I mean, if I had $10,000 set to the side, could I do anything with that? Is there any, you know, option or do I need to save up $50,000 to jump into the arena? Like what, what is a number that I could play around with? Well, I would say the, the way we do it is, I mean, we don't really use much of our own money. So I don't think $10,000 is going to get you to where you need to be yep. um, in, in our real estate market today. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I would say, again, that's part of networking, understanding um, the deals that you're, you could be a part of without using your money. And that's, that's, that's the, the key. Biggest, that was a year of education for Drew and I. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you, there is opportunities, you know, if you have fifty, sixty thousand dollars down, maybe you could be part of a down payment and earn. You know, I think we're paying some investors right now twelve and a half percent on their money, mm -hmm. um, but you know, it needs to probably be around fifty to sixty thousand in those particular cases. Okay. It's, all, it's all predicated on the deal as well. Sure. Yeah. So that's the that's the single family fix and flip, which you and I are involved in numerous deals right now with that. Drew, do you want to kind of talk about the investment, the investor side, the capital that's needed on the multifamily? Yeah, sure. Um, so typically on the multifamily <clears throat> side, you know, you got to be kind of careful because if you syndicate, it has to be 506C regulated, meaning accredited investors. And that's where you're going to get high net worth individuals that probably already know a lot of the stuff that you're going to tell them anyway. Yeah. Um, and the typical, what they call share is about 50 grand, you know, depending on each deal, but 50 for some of your, you know, zero to $10 million deals and anything higher can be a hundred thousand to $500,000 chunks. So that's, you know, kind of people that are already in the game, so to speak. But if it's yeah. somebody that's watching that says, like you said, Hey, I've got 10, 25,000 saved up. How can you get in? There are 506B syndications, B meaning buddy, like so if you go meet somebody at an, an REI event or whatever and you start that conversation, you now qualify to get into one of those deals at a lower price point and you've already met them, you feel comfortable and getting on social media, um, you know, going to these events in person, you can gauge a person, you know, pretty well on uh, the, the trust factor and, and their, mm -hmm. you know, credibility. So, you know, for, for an investor that maybe, you know, we had one on one of our fix and flips that actually works for Edward Jones, was tired of seeing her account dwindle by the thousands every month. Yeah. She's like, I'm not doing it anymore. You know, so she pulled out money to put with us so she can actually get, a, uh, you know, a, a good solid gain back. So. You know, it, each deal is different, but I don't, you know, you can, if you've got 10,000, there's a way to get into a deal, whether it be multifamily or single, you know, single family flips, whatever it is, 
you just have to get out there and network at these events. For sure. It's relationships. It's understanding. It's it's who do you know and where do you get plugged in and where do you want to have the trust to put the money and allocate the, the funds. So, you know, it's just another place to build wealth. It's just another place, a, a great outlet to build wealth. It, it happens to be in the real estate investment side. So, Drew, when you say that your network is your net worth, um, will you elaborate on that and explain what that means? Yeah, absolutely. So, again, we talked about that mental hurdle of yeah. thinking we had to have all the money, you know? Yeah. And so you start going to these events, you attend. You don't have to pay for some of this stuff to meet multimillionaires that will help you. So you just get out there to these REI events or when you finally are capable, you go to these masterminds and you start rubbing shoulders with people um, and you realize very quickly that they have plenty of resources, whether it be money, knowledge, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're, now they're in your network. You met them, you shook their hand, you had you know a drink with them or whatever it may be. Um, but you can literally increase your net worth just through networking, you know, and so locally here, um, you know, if it hadn't been for uh, Jennings and Yaden starting that my first million in multifamily group, again, I don't think we would have, you know, multifamily property in Florida. Uh, I met Danny or Ryan, you know, that were, became partners, all my JV partners on that yeah. uh, that um, particular deal. Um, you know, it's just <clears throat> doors open up when you, when you network and your net worth truly increases whether you see it right away in your bank account or not but it's coming so yeah those guys that you're mentioning jennings especially i mean they do a phenomenal job of online um educating people so um we'll we'll tag them and make sure to to give a high five to those guys anybody that's interested can kind of tap into that uh group as well because they really do a good job of education Yeah. You and I have a, a, a fondness for David Coggins. You listen to his podcast. Sure. And so I've just finished up one of his books. Um, boy, is he a hustler, oh, yeah. you know? And talk about somebody that has failed and picks himself back up and keeps going. What do you take for, away from some of his mindset? Yeah. So being a SEAL that he, that he was, <clears throat> yeah. you know, he says it a lot. You just never quit. Just don't quit. And we have failed a million times. Oh, yeah over and over and over, over the years. But if you fail forward and you're constantly putting yourself out there and and when I say fail, I don't want anybody that may be watching or listening to feel like um, that's a bad word. It actually helps you become more successful quicker. So the more you fail and the more often at a faster pace, mm-hmm. the, more, the quicker you'll succeed. And um, so with his takeaway of never quit, it's okay to fail. You know, just yeah. don't give up because once you give up, then it's over, you know. And I feel yeah. like as many times as we've tried stuff and tried to do things and it didn't work out, we never had the mindset of, man, that really stunk. I'm not going to try that again. We just kept going. It's yeah. a lesson learned. Yeah. 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 Um, With each opportunity, you can't, um, you can't gain knowledge and a strong takeaway unless you put yourself out there. And a big part of investments is just overcoming the fear just you got to jump in and do it right yeah. and you're going to learn something from each deal that you do yeah and when you're looking at deals i can't tell you how many we pass on because they don't they fail they don't meet they yeah. look good they in the beginning the criteria. Yeah. yeah and then you know so that's all part of it you know and mm-hmm. failure is actually a good word you know yeah. so if you fail at a faster pace it's just going to help you succeed quicker so Absolutely. so one of the things i like about you guys is that you are family 
and by marriage, your father-in-law is, is a part of this, is, is a part of this company as well. The family dynamics, and I get to look at that from, you know, and be a part of it because I see, I know your wife, I, I know Seth's wife, I know um, Rob and his wife, and so I just really commend you guys for making um, what started off as family has now transgressed over into business. Any complications with that? Well, the good news is we're, no, because we're, we're just starting. So. <laughs> Well, we Good our, point. We got our first meeting next Friday. So yeah. um, everybody will be involved in that. We'll lay out current projects and things like that, timelines yep. and stuff. But um, I think the timing is right because we're all kind of in our early 40s, mid 40s, and um, we have strengths and weaknesses. And I think we've decided or we've kind of realized, hey, we can do this and we can do it a lot faster if we pull our resources together mm-hmm. and our strengths together versus us trying to do it one at a, you know. On our own, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, I really commend you, and I look forward to watching this journey as it transpires. But you know, you guys have a lot of respect. I know you do life together outside of work as well, and um, boating may or may be a big part of that. (laughs) Everybody's got to have a little fun, you know, and so that seems to be your fun outside of work. And um, so, anyways, it's just really fun to be a part of that. So, thank you for letting me be, you know, in in y'all's circle and kind of being a trusted advisor in in the, especially in the residential side of the fix and flip piece of it. So, anyways, I just look forward to seeing where this goes next. Speaking on family, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Any special plans with with your spouses? Well, any secrets you can tell? <laughs> well, uh, Megan, my anniversary is the tenth of February, so we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. <laughs> we just did the anniversary. Yeah, yeah. And how many years? Gosh, you know, I know that, but you don't. I'm hitting you up, right? And two kids later, oh, man, two beautiful kids later. The good news is, Brent can edit this. <laughs> I think we're at 16. 16. Yeah. yeah. Got some longevity. Strong as ever. I see it. Yeah. I see it. It'll be pretty low key for us, you know? Yeah. Um, just, I guess your typical Valentine's, maybe a dinner or something out. And then of Good. course I'll give, give uh, Sage, my daughter, a little something special for Valentine's as well. But yeah. Winning those brownie points yeah. <laughs> with the women so, in the house. So when she turns, a, you know, becomes a tween, that uh, she's, not, <laughs> she's uh, daddy's favorite. You know? That's right. Maybe a daddy date thrown right. in there would be That's good. Right. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, they will all enjoy it, I'm sure. So we're in several fix and flips together, Mike. What has been the biggest horror story that you've encountered in these fix and flips? Luckily, the ones we've done so far, zero. Um, we were about to close on a property in Monk's Corner. And I went to do the inspection, opened up the crawl space, and literally there was two and a half feet of water underneath this. Oh, yeah. So luckily I was able to get out of that one. Um, But I kind of knew it when I drove up because it was at the bottom of the hill. And when we walked down the driveway, there were sandbags and... Um, so all the telltale signs of run. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I will say uh, there's one that we've, I mean, you're you're rebuilding the foundation in some of these houses. I mean, you're, you're when we're talking about fix and flip, they can pretty, they can, some of these are pretty large scale projects, 100 year old houses, and you're rebuilding it, like keeping the four walls and the roof and just starting right. with the foundation and restructuring all the mechanicals inside. It's kind of a fun project so for me to watch. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been enjoyable, you know. Um, we have a great team. I, I think that's why it's enjoyable, you know, yeah. be able to take a 100-year-old home, bring it 
down to really nothing like you said mm -hmm. and then it's rebuilt and mechanicals are ready to go in two weeks later it's pretty impressive um but yeah that's a pretty big undertaking for sure yeah you guys are quick that's that's been i've been impressed by how quick your team has been from the time we close until you're like putting up the walls and the mechanicals into a property well, knowing that a short-term debt, uh, excuse me, short-term debt, <laughs> it makes you be quick. So. <laughs> and you got good, you got really great help too, yeah, I will we say. We have, we have good I've been around construction for the last 20 years and um, yeah, your, your team that you have in place is a big part of the success. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. We're great. The most work we can get done for free in that first 30 days before that mortgage hits, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. exactly. Yeah, good. Um, any words of wisdom for somebody that you wish you had known? Like something, gosh, somebody could have told you way back when that you would be faced with yeah, an obstacle. I think our biggest mental obstacle was we felt like we had to have a million dollars in the bank to make our first deal. Yeah. You know, um, right. there are tons of people out there with plenty of money that if you have the right deal and the numbers make sense because it's tied to a hard asset like real estate, mm -hmm. they'll give you the money. You know, um, and so I think that's probably one of the biggest paralysis of analysis, you know, type things yeah. or objections in your mind that's stopping you from making that first move. But also, you mentioned trusted, you know, advisor. You have to have the right people on your team that are professionals in the market. Um, you with us here locally, um, Jason down in Florida is, is a wealth of knowledge, mm -hmm. grew up down there, knows stuff that's going on behind the scenes. That, different, you know, city council, town council meetings that you would never know about unless you had that contact. So yeah. I think between just taking that leap of faith step, overcoming your mental, you know, hurdle, mm -hmm. and then getting in touch with the right professionals, kind of boots on the ground and people that know what's really going on behind the scenes to give you that competitive edge, you know. Yeah, and I would just add that a lot of times you're worried about making that contact. And the quicker you make that contact, the quicker things will happen. And mm -hmm. I think for us, it took us, gosh, eight, seven, eight years to start really making contact. <laughs> so, you know, we're excited where the next five, ten years will go. But, um, yeah, don't don't be afraid to step out on faith and, and make the call. Yeah. 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 I mean, within the last eight months or even a year, um, you know, we're sitting out on the boat in the Longboat Key looking out at the water. And we're like, man, we got this is our year to make a move. And since then... Um, what four foot fix and flips the multifamily property down in, in Bradenton we're looking at two other properties down in uh, Florida right now on the southwest coast a little boutique resort and then a storage facility and you know we're making offers on them and you know yeah. it's just just jump in educate yourself get around the right people yeah. that mm -hmm. network that can help you mm -hmm. and then just take action and fail forward. Really. That's right. So, take the risk. Yeah, you know, risk. nobody has ever gotten wealthy by not taking risk. And, and at this point, what do you have to lose? Well, yeah. you know, you are at the same spot if you didn't <laughs> exactly. try. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I commend you for taking the risk and to putting yourself out there and educating yourself. And you guys are really doing the grunt work. You've been laying that foundation mm -hmm. uh, to to get educated to where you are now. So, well, we, we thank you and we appreciate you because you're a big part of what we do. So, yeah, well, I, it, it's an honor and privilege. If you need anything, reach out. Let's talk. I'll see you in two weeks.